This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's Thursday the 31st of October, Halloween, but I'm not going to dwell on the mysteries of uh, that celebration. I'm going to look at something much more prosaic, which is station ticket offices. You may well by now be aware of what the government has done and I'm going to run through the sequence of events as I see them and you will be aware I think also of the very strong feelings of some people. So there has been for just getting on for 19 months now an incredible dispute running between, well, the main rail unions, the RMT, and as left the train drivers union, and they are engaged in a very, very bitter dispute over pay and working arrangements. And they're in that dispute with the 14 train operators who are contracted by the Department for Transport to run train services. And as I've mentioned before, the main issue is they want a decent pay rise with no preconditions. The government says you can only have a bit and you're only getting that if you agree to uh, substantial changes in the way that you work. So... With that as the background, um, the government, about a year into the dispute, thought, well, we've got to do something to avoid the fact that um, the rail industry is costing the taxpayer a fortune. What can we do? We could um, uh, redeploy station staff. So they said to the train operators, they're represented by the rail delivery group, Can you go off and um, come up with proposals for closing ticket offices, please? And guess what? The rail delivery group did exactly that. They went off and they said, yeah, we uh, can see how we would do this. And we now need to put it out to a consultation to uh, the public, because that's always the way, whether you're closing one or 1,000 ticket offices, you put it out for public consultation. The public, and in particular, disability campaigners and trade unions and people represented older travellers, they all said, this is a terrible idea, Um, please don't do it. And they went, uh, those views went to Transport Focus, which is the main uh, transport watchdog, also its London counterpart, London Travel Watch, And 750,000 people put their thoughts in. That's a lot of people. The responses from both those bodies came out this morning and yet within seconds of them saying, we think these are really bad and we don't want them to go ahead. At which point, naturally, the next stage is for the Department for Transport and in particular the Transport Secretary Mark Harper to decide what happens and after all it was his idea really so um, he would no doubt be in favour of them but no the Department for Transport came out and said yeah we don't think this is a great idea and we're going to forget the whole thing an extraordinary U-turn 
even by the standards of, um, uh, I guess, the COVID pandemic, when you suddenly lurch from one country is really safe to, oh, no, it's incredibly dangerous, or back again. A ludicrous uh, decision um, because, well, uh, yeah, there were many, many, many ways that doing uh, the very large-scale ticket office closures would have been inappropriate at the moment. And so... It was you know, a question of, well, what do we take away from this? What can we sensibly do? And I've got one example, um, a station called Crowthorn in Berkshire. It sells on average one ticket per day. And sure, the ticket office is only open for um, uh, three hours or so in the morning. But the train operator, GWR, said, yep, there will still be staff at the station but uh, they won't be selling that one ticket per day. Instead, we've seen the entire proposal um, seen off. The uh, uh, campaigners against this are absolutely jubilant. The trade unions have been saying, yes, uh, just, just, uh, just what we wanted. And interestingly, also, Stephen Morgan, who is the um, shadow rail minister, says the government has finally seen sense and scrapped their shambolic plans to close ticket offices at our city's railway stations. He's talking here about Portsmouth, who he represents. These ill-thought-out and poorly consulted plans would put accessibility and jobs across our railways at risk. So, therefore, it's not going to happen, um, which is um, an interesting uh, turn of events because, well, frankly, um, if, it, if it were going to... Uh, uh, if it's not going to happen under Labour, well, that's uh, entirely Labour's choice and they can even put it in their manifesto. But the trouble is Labour is going to have to make some hard choices about how it runs the railway. And just to say we keep absolutely everything as it is when the railways are costing the taxpayer a fortune um, is probably not sustainable unless the uh, incoming Labour government says, yeah, we'll throw more money at it. How much more do you want? Yeah, just um, fill your boots. Here's some more cash. Don't worry, the railways are too important to fail. I don't think that is what will happen, but um, I fear that uh, Labour are not perhaps being as forthcoming as they might be about what they would do to um, make the railways more sensible. So I'll look forward to that. Meanwhile, the rail delivery group is just open-mouthed at what the they are expected to do. Uh, yeah, they were told, make these proposals. They made those proposals. They listened. They came up with ways of working. They, came, they were involved in a dialogue. And now they've just been told, oh, forget all that. Who knows how many millions of pounds it's cost, but um, there we are. There's an election on the way. He says very cynically. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Enjoy your Halloween. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.